Hello, and welcome to Chance Time, another video game podcast. Uh, as always, I am one of your hosts, Paul Bills, and with me is Ryan Speakman. Hello. <laughs> with the ASMR entry, perfect. Uh, and Curtis Lowe. They reminded me of like the, you know, see, remember that SpongeBob episode where Squidward ends up in like limbo? He goes, hello. And he goes, hello. 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 That's where it reminded me of. Hopefully, everyone has that in their head with hello. 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 And then he starts running and he just goes from man going from one side of the screen to the other over and over and over again that's a great episode <laughs> a lot of existential dread in that episode really is that i i'm not as familiar with spongebob as you are but that is episode it's called sb129 okay i believe it is season one i might have seen it is it the one where he like time travels yeah, and he goes into the past, and then SpongeBob and Patrick are like cavemen. Yeah, I I have seen. Then that he goes one. to the future, and everything's chrome. And then he lays down and goes future, and like it looks like he's doing like a sit up <laughs> or a crunch or something. You're gonna have then to like the robot SpongeBob like drops a brick on his head to get him to stop. You're gonna have to start a, a side podcast. <laughs> SpongeBob side podcast. Yeah, just it would only cover seasons one through three though, because I don't remember anything after that. I... Oh, but you've got other seasons don't count. They don't. They're not as good. Plenty of gold by making yourself watch them. Oh. So anyway, this is Sponge Time, your favorite SpongeBob <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, welcome. The we got a. We got a fun show for you today, everybody. Uh, but before we get to the topic of the show, we're going to start with, as always, the one thing first, first thing, one first place, place, person, thing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and start today. I have two one things. Uh, first one is hot breaking news i bet no other video game podcast has recorded this news yet because it just came out tonight that news is that hbo's last of us adaptation series has cast its joel and they cast none other than pedro pascal as joel i could see it yeah really hold on yeah. I saw earlier today that someone else was offered the role, but so I guess he didn't yeah, take but, it. I forgot his yeah, name. Yeah, I saw I that. I saw, I saw that too. Yeah, I saw that one too. But this is like confirmed, like the showrunners and Neil Druckmann and everybody Whoa, are saying okay, it. Okay, that was a genuine plot twist, plot twist for me. Yeah. So it's kind of funny because it'll be two Game of Thrones alums heading up the last of us series because they announced that ellie yeah. will be i don't remember her name bella, else ramsey. From bella ramsey yes <clears throat> um lots of jokes okay. being made already about how pedro pascal loves to escort children across great distances that's that's what he does mm. um it really is a very similar role to the mandalorian 
like I mean, Joel's not a mercenary, but he's a smuggler who basically does whatever job will get him money. You know, so very similar to the bounty hunter type character of like, I do whatever I want and I'm out here to survive. But, whoa, that's a kid. Got to protect the kid. Um, Very similar role. Um, But this time we'll get to see his face. Do you think that Game of Thrones Mandalorian and Last of Us will now be known as Pedro Pascal's Triangle. <laughs> I think it has what to. What was the first one? Game of Thrones. I actually have never seen Game of Thrones, oh, but I've never watched Game of Thrones either. So because was, Paul said yeah. Game of Thrones alum, I assume he's in yes, it. Yes, <laughs> okay. he is in Game of Thrones. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> so this is not a Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> but it's cool to not have seen it now since it ended bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we just we, now we, we don't need to see it. <laughs> yeah, it ends badly. So why would I watch it? So if you turn this off, turn. I know back the off. theme song slaps, right? That's what I've heard. <laughs> That's all I know of it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's you know. So I think now any TV show that has a father figure escorting a child across danger will now be known as a Pascal-like. I can see that. Yeah. I feel like in like a year we're gonna have to do an episode on video game TV shows because they're making so many now. They are making a this lot. one. Isn't there a Resident Evil one? And there's a new Sonic and like a, what was another one I saw? I remember now. The Witcher. Oh, oh yeah, there's that's a thing. And they were the gonna do a Zelda show, but it got canceled yeah. because Nintendo got real mad that it got leaked. It got leaked. <laughs> That's funny to me. I'm kind of glad that didn't happen, actually. And uh, semi-related, have you guys been seeing the Borderlands movie news? I've heard. Oh yeah, that's of a it. thing too. Yeah, so, they got like uh, Kevin Hart Kat? and Jamie Lee Curtis. Like Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. That casting makes sense, though. I forget it was a doctor or something. Get her name now. I like Borderlands in so long. Kevin Hart was a weird casting choice, in my opinion, though, for uh, Roland. I'm just shocked the budget this movie must have. Yeah, because who was the who's because they cast uh what's her name too already? Siren chick. What's her name? Lilith. Quick. Sure. It was uh, is it Kate Blanchett? I think. Oh, I did not hear that one. It was like quite a while ago, actually. Wow. Yeah, her name's the character's name is Lilith. Um, well, and also we're gonna get Tom Holland's Uncharted sometime in the next year or two, supposedly. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it's Kate Blanchett. That was last May they announced it. Wow, that movie. I remember seeing that. I just don't see a Borderlands movie being good. I think it's interesting. I see it. That. People are dumping. Do you think it's kind of like a race to see who could do the first really good video game movie? And that's kind of like the motivation. Yeah. Because I I yeah. feel like it's weird that everybody's just like dumping money into <laughs> video game movies without really like a real hard hitter out there yet. 
Yeah. Right. There's not like the this is the masterpiece of video game adaptation. There's still like I don't feel like there's even like a close one. Yeah, I would agree. Mm. There's ones that this could be a whole like, episode, man. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying maybe we should just, you know, next time, <laughs> next week. We're letting this podcast, sweet gold podcast to waste. Do you think it's interesting though? I just feel like also video games are suddenly very, uh, well, not suddenly, but they've hit a uh, cultural uh, milestone, I guess, where they're popular. Every, a lot of people know about video games and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Almost like how comic books, a lot of people knew comic book characters and stuff without ever reading comics. I started doing TV shows and then movies are a big thing and now it's very mainstream. I feel like that's the way this yeah. is going. And I should have saved that for the movie episode. No one will remember. <laughs> okay. Don't forget about it. We'll do it in like a month later. Right. Yeah. 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 It's got to get the timing right. You know, once anyway. we record that episode, we'll bleep out this entire section <laughs> of this. We'll delete it. No, we won't delete it. It'll just be a long bleeping noise. Oh, just... <laughs> Just like a swear <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll edit it out. It's just like two minutes. <laughs> it's one of us making the noise, too. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So let me move on to my other one thing so that we don't ruin <laughs> our future episode anymore. Thing. My bad. <laughs> uh the other one thing is, are you guys familiar with the oatmeal, the comic creator, internet like comics creator? I am his name familiar. is oatmeal. Yeah, no. well, he it's like his persona is the oatmeal. Um, right. he, and then um, he did Exploding Kittens, which is like oh. still one of the most successful Kickstarter games ever. Um. Anyway, he came out with a mobile game today called Kitty Letter, and it's like, <clears throat> um, uh, have you ever played any of those mobile games where there's like a circle of letters and then you draw lines between them to make words as fast as you can? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those mixed with like, um, Clash Royale. So it's like a multiplayer tower defense but the way you deploy troops instead of like having energy or whatever you deploy troops by making words on the word circle in the middle and it is a surprisingly effective mashup of genres in Mm. my mind i have been pretty into it today and the chances i've got to play it um and there's like some other yeah there's some other little things there's like power-ups you can get and like if you play a palindrome you get like a special powered up unit um but it's also really interesting because it's it's like a truly free to play game like there's no ads and there's no like randomization like you can buy extra characters and stuff for like a dollar if you like want your kitties going across the screen to be ninja kitties instead of regular kitties, you can pay a dollar. Um, but like 
you don't even have to make an account for the game. Um, it, and you can play with friends just by like sending them a code among us style. And it's just like very refreshing to just like be able to just freely play it and access it and like not have any tricks to it. Like there's not daily missions. There's not anything. It's just like play the game when you want and we'll make it easy to play. And, you know, you can give us some money if you want to, but there's really no reason to. So I think it's worth checking out. Kitty. Again, it's called Kitty Letter. Letter. On on iOS and Android. I'll install it right now. I, I'm playing uh... it right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what dedication. That's, that's the speed we go out here on Chance to... <laughs> Um, yeah, you've recommended me some of the only mobile games I've liked, Paul. <laughs> I don't know what it is with me in mobile games. I like keep, I keep wanting to believe in mobile games and I keep not liking most of them. <laughs> yeah, there were a few that I, like, I really liked Original Room. Oh, and... yeah, uh-huh. Well, mo- all the room games, basically. Those ones were great. I liked Ridiculous Fishing when that came out. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. But, yeah, they always hit a cap where I'm like, I'd rather play a real video game. But yeah. the one that you recommended to me that I sunk a lot of time in was the uh, was it the Teeny Titans. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, like the Teen Titans collectibles game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was fun. Yeah. That was a good game. That was fun. But again, I never like the second one came out and at first I was excited and then I never picked it up because of just like, eh, mobile game. <laughs> yeah. Understand. So I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh anyway, those those are my two one things. Um who who wants to do a one thing next? Ryan. I'll go. Oh. <laughs> oh, ooh. Ryan uh-huh. said it first. It goes to Ryan. Ryan wins the race. All right. Oh, I had a joke. Okay, you go then, Curtis. I'll go last. So I've been playing this game. It's called Kitty Letter on mobile. Just kidding. You go first, Ryan. Um, my one thing will probably become a question. What do you guys do when? There's just like when video games aren't hitting in the right way. Like you've got like a few games that you could play, but it's you're just not in the mood. But then you also have like free time and you kind of want to play video games, but none of them sound right. Do you. Does anyone relate with this? Um, This is my one thing. This is how I'm how I'm feeling right now. Yeah, no, I totally I, relate. I know to that this. feeling. Um, I a lot of times go back to something that's just familiar, like a comfort food game. People call them, you know. If you have one of those, something that you don't have to put a lot of brain power into, it's just easy to sit down and play. I'm saying makes sense. So maybe like maybe like Super Mario World. Did that game a few times, just fun to run through it, kind of thing. Or I'll go play League of Legends feels like it shouldn't be a 
easy to sit down game because there's technically thinking of that game but you know what i mean yeah i played it a lot i know how it works so it's just kind of nice to sit down and relax and just i'll put on spotify while i play and just kind of chill and play for a little bit yeah out with some good. friends that kind of thing or yeah. i just like do something different like read a book or something I don't know. yeah i think that's Break. kind of the route i've been going is just like eh, i guess i'll do something else but I, I was also just going to say that's when I read a book until I'm like, I wish this was more interactive <laughs> and that I want to play video games. <laughs> I mean, I I also kind of just force myself to like, okay, I've been playing this. I might as well beat it sort of or not even beat it, but just keep playing it. But I don't know. I think I'm sort of blaming mario 3d world on all of this because that's the game i really want to play but it's <clears> it's <throat> not yeah. out till tomorrow for when people are listening <laughs> to this and in two days for when we're recording this <laughs> i often get that way right before a major release where i'm like or at least a release i'm really anticipating rather than a major release but where it's like i don't want to play anything i want to play that game yeah yeah, that yeah. Me i get that way when i have nothing but backlog to go through though too mm, yeah i i do kinda... where i'm at right now because i'm not really looking forward to any games coming out i don't you know yeah do you guys feel like we're sort of in a dead zone right now with just like not many releases uh yeah it's a bit of a lull i mean there is mario but yeah and little nightmares 2 came out but that's not like a major release or anything that's that yeah that's more niche like people who are excited are really excited but it's not like a as mainstream i liked the first another thing i do just thought of is find a short game to play through real quick yeah, that that is something I like did do recently that. too. Like a small indie game. Yeah. You can get through in like five hours is kinda nice sometimes. Yeah. Wanna check out the it's called Blue Fire. People Oh yeah, I was looking like into that. Combination of Hollow Knight and Zelda. She looks more like Hollow Knight and Mario to me, technically. Because yeah, it looks like it... a lot of platforming, but I haven't played it. That's just what I saw in trailers. I don't know what the combat is. Look cool. Yeah, I just thought of something else I want to address. Did I already talk about um when I played Super Animal Royale on the podcast? No. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, I don't think you have this game. I'm not going to talk too much about it since I already did a one thing, but we get two tonight, so I'm going to talk more than I should. <laughs> um, it's basically a battle. It's like a Fortnite, but 2D top down. And you're a bunch of animals, but it has almost all the same mechanics except for like the crafting. So I guess it's more like a, a PUBG or a Apex Legends type Apex. of thing. Um, but... It's free, so me and a bunch of friends downloaded it, gave it a try. It was as fun as you'd expect, which can be pretty fun 
we played until we won. It was great, which was way longer than we should have, but it was, uh, <laughs> we did win. So that was an exciting time. Um, the thing that I wanted to bring up about this game is it gave me a new appreciation for something that I have kind of come to loathe. No one take offense to this, but I'm not the biggest fan of like puns. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I said no one take offense to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what Super Animal Royale has done is it's given me an appreciation for something. I don't even know how to dub it, but I would call it puns that don't fit or <laughs> like you think of a bad pun think of the worst pun <laughs> and like ones that don't even really make any sense um sounds like the best pun yeah well let me let me give you the one example i remember to kind of show you what they what pun they used that i feel like even the biggest pun scholars would be like i don't know if this counts so they had a uh, a comedy building somewhere, and instead of stand-up comedy, it said panned-up comedy and had some pandas on there. <laughs> and Sorry. I don't think that really <laughs> like works as a pun, but it's so bad and so cobbled together that I really appreciated it. It's <laughs> so bad. I love it. Yeah, no, oh man. Yeah, I don't know what to call that. Like fake pun. Yeah, because it's it's not like <laughs> yeah, because they're just like panned. It doesn't really make sense on its own, <laughs> unless you have like the picture of the panda. It's pandas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a visual pun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. I just thought it was funny. It's like a really bad pun that you wouldn't understand until you saw the pandas doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my one thanks. I'll have to play that game now. <laughs> What's that called? Animal Royale? Super Animal Royale. I'll play it with Super you anytime Animal you want. Royale. Awesome. Uh, my turn then? Go for it. Um, so my one thing is not a video game, but I don't usually talk about TV shows because I never really watch TV shows. I just can't sit through them when an episode is like 45, 50 minutes long. I'm just like, ugh. even if it's good TV, like I never finished a second season of the Mandalorian. I just don't feel like I need to now. It all got spoiled anyway online, like the day each episode aired. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, I'm just very passionate about tweeting what I feel about TV the minute it happens. Yeah, it's really all your fault. Not really. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I just don't care enough to watch TV very often, but uh, WandaVision. Have you guys watched WandaVision at all yet? Yeah. Yeah. I have also. Yeah. It's been very good. I've really thoroughly enjoyed it. Actually. Probably don't want to get too into spoilers and stuff, but I don't know. 
I think it's exciting what they're doing. And there's just a lot of mystery to it, you know, lots of questions. You don't really know what's going on. I think it's interesting. Maybe it's because there hasn't been like any Marvel anything for like like two years now, year and a half. A long time. Yeah. I when did the last agree. what was the what was the last Spider Man movie? Was that the last Marvel yeah, that was anything the last that one? Came out? Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep. That's came one. out 2019. So yeah, it's been like a year and a half. Um, yeah. That's it. That's it really. WandaVision is good. <laughs> what, I hope it stays good. Give me your Someone 30 show 30 that. second pitch for a WandaVision video game. Whoa. Uh <laughs> oh. Um, it's a point-and-click adventure. Um, you don't play Fitting. as Wanda or Vision. You play as one of the people in Westview. Mm, okay. Kind of knows that something is up. You're walking around trying to figure out what's happening. You have to be careful because if you get straight too close to the truth, Wanda comes after you real mad. Mm, that sounds scary, actually. Like a point-and-click horror game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something's happening like you're doing, you find a clue, and you're like, oh, and then all of a sudden, like, one side of the screen starts glowing red, and it's because Wanda's coming after you now with her glowy red hands or whatever. What about... Uh, I mean, you could incorporate about that. this in the same idea, but what about, like, a a relationship simulator? But you're also trying to find your vision. You're trying to find out what uh, sounds like a, what your past uh, is. What's going on? Sounds like a, I never played it. Have you heard about the Doki Doki Literature Club game? No, yeah, I've heard of it. I I know it's that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, even the I mean, I guess minor spoiler for Wanda Vision. Oh, I don't remember what episode it was when a certain character gets thrown out of a thing. Let's put it that way. You know what I'm talking about? Of course. Mm -hmm. And when she kind of like comes to a little bit and they're all finding her, she's saying it's Wanda. It's all Wanda. It like immediately made me think of Doki Doki Literature Club. That reference was lost on me, so I apologize. <laughs> you get that, Paul? I don't. I never played Doki Doki. Yeah. I never played it. I just watched a bunch of like theory videos about it on YouTube because I thought it was interesting. You can really get lost in those yeah. theory videos. Yeah, they're fun. Anyone who knows what I'm talking about knows what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway. I feel like it would someone's be like hat that game just where flew you're off of to... their head. Everyone's like, oh, it is like that. <laughs> Yeah, it could work that way though, because you're playing Vision. You like talking to Wanda, but every once in a while, like something slips in her demeanor or something, so you ask her about it, and then it start to crack. Yeah, that'd be a good one too. And then if you get mad at each other, you both float like three feet off the ground, and yeah, and you yell at each other a little bit with yeah. your legs in a perfect posture position <laughs> with your arms down. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a great mechanic, balancing the legs in the air. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> there you go. 
That's it. We've it's all done Marvel. our one thing. Well, and by the way, yeah, you design your um, WandaVision game. Any any game uh, legal disclaimer. Any games pitched on Chance Time are the sole property of Chance Time Podcast LLC <laughs> and must be licensed if anyone wishes to create them. So, also, Marvel. Chance Time Podcast LLC is definitely real and <laughs> no look it up because it's definitely real and you can just trust me. <laughs> okay, so it's time for topic of the show. Welcome to the show. Today, um, we've already discussed sort of um this topic a bit we're going to talk about the weird world of video game genres um so to get into this i i looked up some lists of video game genres um so we're going to start with this um i looked at at two major outlets the game awards and ign and they give genre awards every year. And so I'm going to read you their lists of genres. Um, and then we're going to talk about are, are there any... Well, first we're going to talk about why we think they picked these particular ones. And then we're going to talk about are there any genres that should be added to these lists? And then we'll then we'll go from there. Will um, we also be discussing what we think that genre entails? Yes, yes, okay. let's do that, yeah. So first, let's look at the Game Awards list. So these are the genre awards for the Game Awards. Action, action-adventure, so two different ones, mm-hmm. action and action-adventure. Role-playing, fighting, family, sim strategy, so sim slash strategy, that's one category. Sports slash racing and multiplayer. Are we going so I in guess the first order? The yeah, so yeah. So what what does action mean? And I guess Well yeah, let's just start with that. What does action mean here? What do you think they mean? I'm just going to come I out say, oh. <clears throat> and say this yeah, right now before Curtis says anything. I think this is too broad. I already am confused. It, it like there's too, it's kind of like with music, the term alternative. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't really have any weight to it to me because I feel like any video game could be classified as action. <laughs> Even Doki Doki Literature Club. Mm. <laughs> All right, I'm wrong. But a lot of games can be classified as action. Well, I would say action entails the primary element is action gameplay. Makes sense. What is action gameplay? So like uh, the last year's Doom was in that category, am I right? Yes, Doom Eternal. Yes, it's it has a story, uh, something I don't know, but <laughs> like its main its main purpose is to shoot demons and beat up demons and kill demons, right? That's as what far Doom as I'm is. aware, <laughs> there's nothing else to Doom. That's what it is. 
It was one of the action. the categories that you read also first person shooter. No. Okay. They did not have a first person shooter category. Alright. Cause I that's what I would classify Doom as, but that that's correct. I mean it is a first person shooter. But is that a genre? Or is that just an explanation of what it is? But that's what a genre <laughs> is. <laughs> I mean, you'd I I think it would be very hard to make the argument that first person shooter is not a video game genre. <laughs> Most people, when they think of video games, that's the only genre of video game they can think of. That's true. I so l- let me. Uh, ask a question then what do you think do you think there's like obviously it's okay to mix genres but do you think the game award should be more specific or do you think because there's not enough first person shooters coming out in a year they have to lump them all kind of together in more broad uh, terms I mean, you could argue that, but then another category is fighting, Mm. which that really doesn't like. There's definitely more first person shooters that come out every year or in an average year than fighting games. Mm. Yeah. Are there that many good first person shooters that it would warrant its own category? (laughs) Are there that many good fighting games (laughs) that it warrants? I don't know. I don't play enough fighting games to know, to be honest. Yeah. So I think, yeah. So I've been thinking about this. Like, what is the function of these genres to the game awards? Like, why select these out of all possible genres? There's a lot of genres that are missing. Like, you're right. The first person shooter is not there. There's no uh, platformer. There's no yeah uh, puzzles puzzle there's rhythm no rhythm <laughs> games there's no metroidvania there's no uh it's another roguelite slash roguelike <laughs> really, those are two different it's no souls like so i, I guess have a genre problem this is a good this is a good moment to switch to ign's list so we can compare to the game awards list all right so here's ign's list Best action game, best action adventure game, best adventure puzzle game. That's a slash adventure slash puzzle game. Best shooter, best RPG, best platformer, best strategy slash tactics game, best fighting game, best racing game, best battle royale, best ongoing game, and best remake or remaster. And this on the IGN site. So for game awards, I had to pick out the ones that I thought meant genre. But IGN has a very specific here's our genre awards. And this is the full list. Yeah. So yeah, interesting enough, we were talking about where do first person shooters fit for the game awards, and they have to fit under action, but IGN actually has a whole separate shooter category. So then what goes under action for IGN? 
Actually, I'm going to look it up because I, I don't know the answer I'm looking to that at question. It right now. The I'm winner was Hades. Looking at something different, but looking up something. <laughs> so their, uh, their nominees were Hades, Demon Souls. It's funny because I would classify that more maybe as an RPG. Um, mm-hmm. Ghost Runner, EO2, Streets of Rage 4. All right, I've uh, sorry. Finish your thought, and then I have something to confuse us even more. <laughs> I just think the problem that. is there's yeah. too many uh, games that could fit in both categories. I feel like it's hard to put most games into one specific genre. You know? Would you? Are you guys interested in hearing? what wikipedia has to say in list of video game genres <laughs> yes okay so they have them separated by uh let's see 11 maybe 12 i don't know if 12 counts but <laughs> they have it as action action adventure adventure role playing simulation strategy sports mmo um, sandbox open world games and then 9 and 10 are other notable genres and video game genres by purpose what? which I don't know how to say it but let me just read you what... <laughs> sorry I'm reading the list and I'm just laughing at uh, 10.9 serious game <laughs> <laughs> so here's what Wikipedia says action an action game is a platform game shooter games fighting games beat-em-up games stealth games survival games battle royale games and rhythm games those go under action and under action adventure survival horror adventure (laughs) yeah (laughs) how is survival horror not its own thing well, it's weird because under action is survival games and under action adventure is survival horror. Well, and survival is on... like a like a Minecraft almost. Yeah. You're gathering resources to survive, right? And under any of those, like where would you put like Assassin's Creed? Because Assassin's Creed is always under action adventure at the Game Awards, but it doesn't really fit under action adventure according to Wikipedia. I'm not sure where it fits according to according Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia, it'd go into an open world game. Oh, that's true. They have open world as a whole separate genre. I, I just think there's too many ways to categorize a video game <laughs> to a specific genre. You could have a survival horror game set in an open world with guns, and then it's a well, shooter. and just stuff to jump j- on. Now it's a platform. Mere minutes ago, you pitched a survival horror, uh, like visual novel with one division. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that goes back or to my survival question. horror uh, dating simulator. <laughs> <laughs> And I think people would be way into that. <laughs> it's just like real dating. <laughs> dating is survival horror. 
But that goes back to my question. Why do you think Game Awards and IGN, of all the possible like genres, why do they slice and dice it in this particular way? I guess, like, what factors do you think play into how they pick their genres? I think time constraints is definitely one big one where they don't want to have every single genre, obviously, because that would take too long to <laughs> announce, figure out everything. Yeah, I mean, that works for Game Awards, but IGN just slaps it on their site. Mm, yeah. You'd think they'd want as many genres as possible for all all them clicks. And I guess they do have many more than the Game Awards. I guess when you're going off of... I feel like Game Awards and uh, IGN when they're doing their awards, they kind of go with what's more mainstream as well. Yeah. And so if you're only yeah. going from the mainstream list, you have less options to choose from, I feel. And so maybe yeah, you're going for what drives traffic. So yeah. You're go with you the could biggest still choose name. other genres. We could easily find like, you could do a best Metroidvania and you could easily find, enough metroidvanias that came out in a single year right given awards so one out of like six or whatever but yeah probably people probably don't really care as much about that as like battle royale which is very hot right now you know yeah and like i wonder how many years ign will have a best battle royale and i didn't take the time to do this but it would be fun to do like a study of let's go back 10 years on IGN and see what their genre awards were. Um, you know, let's go back five years and then let's go back 10 years and see how they change their list over time based on what's popular. Yeah. So if anyone listening wants to do that, let us know <laughs> what you find out. Uh, but all of this leads me to to an alternative. Um, I'm listening. Steam has a different approach to genres. And now the main dri driver of genre on Steam is tags. And a single game can have multiple tags. Um, and so that kind of solves the problem we were talking about earlier where like something can be both survival horror and open world because you just put both tags on it. But I'm wondering what you think of the Steam tag system. Is that a better way to classify games? Not just by one genre, but by what by which kind of genre tags slap together and make the most sense? So just to give some context, I'm, I pulled up Steam on the new and trending tab. Little Nightmares 2 is labeled adventure, horror, dark and single player dying light under that is labeled zombies survival horror horror online co-op destiny 2 action comma adventure so those are two separate ones and free to play so is this a better system for genreizing games just slap you know it looks like three to four tags is the um is the norm on Steam. Is that a better way? I think 
for the consumer it is. I don't for game awards and IGN. I don't think this <laughs> you have works. To come for them. up with like <laughs> with like every every blend possible. <laughs> the best adventure horror dark single player. um and then of course you would get people making games with as many tags as possible so they could win that specific award um yeah i think i do think it's a better system because i i would even go as far and this is just an idea so this might be a bad idea but I think it would be nice to have like a percentage system or like a color system or something mm-hmm. where on the tag, if it's like red, you know, it's mostly like a first person shooter. But then it's also got mm-hmm. like zombie themes that could be a different color or something like that. Just to get even more specific. But I right. I do feel like that's the problem with genres in general. Because if you think about... Music is another one that has the same problem. Where like you could say a lot of things are independent music or independent games. But that like so many things could fall under that. And so people want to get more specific... But then there's some people who do want it more generalized. And I guess it depends on your preference, which which you want and for what audience it is. Yeah, and, and as you're saying that, there's like another like weird tension in any creative field where you want to be original. But then when you have to sell it to someone, you have to tell them it's like something that you like. Don't worry. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thinking, so, yeah. I'm gonna think about genres from now on in terms, at least in video games, uh, is mechanics. Okay. Basically, each genre is a video game mechanic, right? Horror is a mechanic because it's scary. Then you have survival horror. There's like survival elements to it in a horror game. Then you could have a first-person shooter survival horror game in an open world. Then, like in the game awards and stuff, you know, um could say okay what had the best uh shooty shooter mechanics i don't have first person shooter sorry what has the best um (laughs) i'm trying to scroll and find one uh where'd it go so like the best rpg mechanics yeah okay generally those are gonna be traditional rpg games like uh final fantasy or uh, Persona 5 is on here, that kind of stuff. So, it's like, even Yakuza, like a dragon's on here. I haven't played Yakuza, but from what I understand, that has a lot of kind of like action elements to it, too, right? Yeah, except I think like a dragon is turn based. I think it's the first time oh, is it? it's not real time. Yeah. Okay. But there's I still like action sure. RPGs, too. Yeah. Then if you have a role-playing game, you could have turn-based RPGs as well as action-based RPGs in the same category. Whatever has the best RPG elements, RPG mechanics, you know. Yeah. So, and the way you're saying that is different than I think the way about it. Like the game awards, it's like, what was the best game in the RPG genre? But you're phrasing it as 
what game out there was the best like implementation of RPG mechanics, which I think is like a subtle but interesting difference to think about. Like, it wasn't the best RPG. This game had the best RPG mechanics. So the game could I be think other generally stuff you'll as have... well. Yeah, yeah, but generally the RPG genre or like category, we'll say, is going to be overwhelming. Like, yeah. game like you could almost make it like a recipe. Like, this game is 75% RPG, 50, <laughs> 25% action. You know, mm. there's more RPG that's going to be considered more that kind of stuff. It was a done well, that kind of thing. Because there's like, you could put really, there's so many games that have RPG elements in them now, you know? Yes. Like I feel, I don't know. I don't want to throw out a percentage because I'll probably be wrong. But like, high, like, I feel like the majority of games have RPG mechanics where you're doing some kind of character building, you know? Right, or leveling up, or stats, leveling up, or... or yeah, you're getting specific equipment to put towards a certain build, kinds of stuff. So under your current system, you're inventing Curtis. Okay. What do we do with? indie games do we get rid of that as a a genre i don't think it's you could classify it as a genre could you i think it has become one okay so what would you say what what's an indie mechanic then well i wouldn't say there's an indie mechanic i yeah and I yeah. should point out, Game Awards do have a best indie game. I did not include it on my genre list, but maybe I should have. I don't think so. Is this just that's just a game that's independently published, right? Sort of. I think it's evolved. Or is it like years. a? But there are definitely people... like independently published with like small team games. I that think like games made by a small team, but maybe they're because like Devolver publishes a lot of those kinds of games, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think something that sometimes makes it an indie game, which isn't true to that definition that you just explained, but there's some games where you just look at them and you say, oh, that's an indie game. Maybe because it has like retro graphics or it looks really simple. But I don't think that it always means that it was pub- published by a small team. But people still classify yeah. them as indies. Well, and no one would say Destiny 2 is an indie game, but it is now technically independently published by Bungie. So maybe indie game is more budget. But I there's still indie feel game like... and then like double A and triple A. Yeah, but, but do, to Ryan's point, if someone says to you, what kind of games do you like? Indie games is like a valid response. Yeah. Like some people say, I like indie games as like the genre that they like. And they, the next person in the room might say, I like shooter games. So like we treat indie like a genre under certain conditions. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense, though. I think about it. <laughs> You see why people do that, and it, you know, it's it's not a genre though. How is it a genre? It's guess it, it's the same. What is the genre? In in music, there is also indie music that started off as just kind of like 
someone independently publishing their own music, but then it did evolve into a sort of sound. And then it evolved into uh, like a thousand different sounds. And now it's hard to classify <laughs> what it is. And I feel like the uh, same thing happened in games. So if I'm if I'm defining a genre as a mechanic, which I feel like is generally what that is, like a Metroidvania has specific mechanics. It's the difference between a roguelike and a roguelite, you know, just the mechanics in them. They're similar, right. but there's small, subtle differences <clears throat> created to genres. I just feel like indie is just like classifies a small scale game, essentially. It could be a 3D platformer, it could be a Metroidvania, it could be a rhythm game, it could be all kinds of stuff. Right. Yeah. That's why I asked the question. I feel like indie I... game is just more how it's made than the scale it's made at, and not necessarily how it plays. Yeah. So that's what I want to know, Curtis. Do you, in your uh, mechanic based system for genres, do you get rid of indie games then? Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. You can still use it to classify a game. It's not an indie game. Like it's not a, it's not a video game mechanic. So in that sense, it can't be okay classified as a genre. So it's more goes I, to like, is it an indie game or is it a triple A game? You know, those have different feels to how the game looks, feels, plays. You know. So do we classify triple A or first party as a genre as well? Does anyone say that? I feel like indie is the only one that has the weight. Yeah. But yeah. I I think it's interesting that it could be argued, I guess, that the other ones are genres. I could see people say, like, like going back to Paul's scenario, what kind of games do you play? I could see people saying, yeah, I play AAA games. Right. And maybe be like, oh, I mean, okay, I guess, you know. <laughs> They'd say, I play uh, first-party games. I play Nintendo games. <laughs> Nintendo I almost mean, has a feel to it. Is Nintendo yeah, a genre? I was, I, I was <laughs> going to say, like, I know someone who that is their answer. What games do you like? Nintendo is their answer. Yeah. All right. I know we're past the point where, like, Wikipedia has ascended what our teachers used to say, right? Or you can't use it as a source. Right, yeah. Okay. You could use Wikipedia now. Okay. I don't really know what some of these Wikipedia genres are. Yeah. What is a 4X game under strategy? <laughs> oh, no. I don't 4X. know what that is. 4X is a huge genre. Civilization is 4X. Crusader Kings is 4X. It's um, it's like, okay. Is it like a grid-based some... strategy? No, it means something oh, specific. It's explore, it's... expand, exploit, exterminate. Yeah. So, and it bleeds a lot into what's sometimes called grand strategy, where it's like really long term, um, really complex, a lot going on. Um, but like people who like 4X, they will be able to list dozens of examples of games that are very specifically. 4x games but okay. to your point curtis you don't like have to know that genre to like be a gamer you know like uh, well 
real quick, let me interject. According to Wikipedia, this is the definite definition of genre. Okay. <laughs> any, Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> any form or type of communication in any mode, written, spoken, digital, artistic, etc., with socially agreed upon conventions developed over time. Socially agreed upon conventions. So I feel like indie hits that perfectly because people have just kind of subconsciously agreed that indie is a type of genre. <laughs> just doesn't do a lot to define what a game is, though, does it? No, it makes it a lot harder for sure. Well, so I think like it's a terrible genre name. <laughs> there's almost like a a genre system you could develop to like describe what the game is, where it's like, what's the mechanic? What's the business model? What's the like feel pu the publishing publishing model? Yeah. Is it a big publisher or is it an indie or somewhere in between? It's almost like, like the perfect genre description would be, we like what are the most important aspects of what a game is like mechanic business model like how do you how does it make money and how is it published and i don't know what else but it's almost like you could create like the uber genre like that describes each aspect of it so that you can fully understand how to place this game but then at the same time, of course, there will always be something original and different that breaks all the genres and makes it confusing again. And I guess what well, I'm describing put... is, is tags. So that's not that original. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you could put like a tree, like a graph of some kind, where at the top you could put like AAA, AA, and Indie, and Nintendo. Mm. <laughs> well, like Nintendo's AAA, but it doesn't feel like AAA like a PlayStation exclusive. Right? You know? Is that its own thing? Anyway, and then from there, so you could do like those are the high level genres, maybe. Do you know like what kind of production values and gameplay feel you're gonna get out of it? You know, Does that makes sense. And then uh -huh. from there, under each one, you have your like. Shooters, and then under there is first-person shooter, third-person shooter, or you could put a platform. Is it a 2D platform or a 3D platformer? And, you know, you could drill down that way. I think something that uh, might help the discussion as well is uh, something I've just read on the same Wikipedia page for <laughs> <laughs> for genre. Genre suffers from the ills of any classification system. Musician Ezra Lafleur argues that discussion of genre should draw from Ludwig Wit Wittgenstein's idea of family resemblance. Genres are helpful labels for communicating, but do not necessarily have a single attribute that is the essence of the genre. <laughs> We're getting academic on today's episode. <laughs> All right, there we go. I think that's, I mean, that's spot on, though. That's exactly yeah, what we're getting I, at. I do like, agree. Genres are useful, but not definite. They're never written in stone, because they 
the uh, mm-hmm. definitions change, right? Yeah. It's fluid. But like, at the same the time... Lot, like... right, I was going to say, at the same time, when you see a genre, you absolutely know it. And if anyone, like... Like, if anyone said Assassin's Creed is an RPG, there are people who would be, you know, very strongly oppose that. Like, it is not an RPG. But there's so many elements that it shares with, like, The Witcher 3. But The Witcher 3 is definitely an RPG. You know, it's just really interesting, like what look like especially to an outsider very subtle differences become very important to insiders so you would say what's the prevailing gameplay mechanic sorry i'm back back on mechanics (laughs) so you'd say what it's an open world action adventure well yeah like assassin's creed by every outlet is is classified as action adventure even though put that what even defines an Assassin's Creed game has changed very much over the years. But it's still action-adventure, even if it changes a lot of its core mechanics, which it has. But then you would say, it's almost like when you ask someone to describe a video game to you, you know? Like, it'll say, oh, what's... Uh, you could, if, going off the Assassin's Creed example, if you say, oh, what's the Assassin's Creed 2? You could say, oh, it's like an open-world action-adventure game. So you say that first, that's like the biggest part of it. Mm-hmm. And you'd say with like with stealth elements. Kind of thing, mm-hmm. You know. Get back um, to the recipe you say, idea. Yeah. But then you so yeah, so it's mainly open world stuff with some of this stuff sprinkled in. So it's not necessarily a stealth game, but it has stealth elements. So maybe that's right. when you say elements. It's not it's stealth mechanic, <laughs> it's stealth element. It's still stealth mechanics. I don't know. But then if you go to like the latest Assassin's Creed's like Odyssey and Valhalla, you'd say like, oh, it's still an open world game. Um has more RPG elements now. Does it have stealth? I don't know. I haven't played any of the new yes. ones really. Yeah. It has like a little stealth. bit of stealth, but now there's more RPG elements to it, more RPG mechanics. Right. I don't know. First and foremost, it's an open world. Okay, so this isn't like a great transition, but this is what I want to talk about next. I guess, no, it kind of works because we're talking about Assassin's Creed specifically. Some games get to be genres. Like Souls, Dark Souls. Souls Souls-like is a pretty, like it's becoming a pretty clearly defined genre now. Um, Metroidvania is, you know, Castlevania and Metroid, but it's two games, but it's a, it's a games that became a genre. Um, lots of time games are described as it's like Zelda. We actually said that earlier about blue fire or whatever. Is that the name? Mm. Anyway? So my question is, when does a game get to become a genre? When and why does that happen? D minus. That was the rating of the transition. (laughs) 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 Um, That's hard. A hard question. 
I guess maybe go to more specific. How and why did Dark Souls become a genre? Like, why is Souls like now mean something so in particular? Like, why isn't it just like, what is like, if you try to describe Dark Souls, you would call it what? An action RPG? I think the Video Game Awards put it as an action adventure game. Yeah. But Souls-like now, you know, for people who know video games, that means, I guess, let's start there. What does Souls-like mean, Curtis? <laughs> let's have you answer that since you're the, the Souls expert. If a game is Souls-like, what does that mean? Um, there's certain mechanics where, like, you die, you drop resources. Those resources are important for, like, leveling up and buying stuff, right? In Dark Souls, you have your souls that you drop. Bloodborne has its echoes. Um, wow, your definition then, is already so different than mine. <laughs> um, I would say the combat is very definitive because you can't, it's hard to call it an action RPG, in my opinion, because it has action and it has RPG, but it's not like you're mashing a button to do damage mm-hmm. as quickly as possible, you know? It's the combat is like deliberate. Can't say slow because something like Bloodborne isn't slow, um, but it's deliberate where you have to like it's almost like a fighting game almost where you have to block and react and dodge. You know, All right, we're getting more similar. Um, so it has that unique <laughs> combat. Um, you have to say the difficulty. It's difficult um, in a unique way where it's not like enemies are just like take a lot of damage before they die you know you're just like i don't know not like can't say bullet sponges because there's no bullets in these games really except um <laughs> but you know what i mean you know um I hit hard but you hit hard too kind of a thing i don't know um there's a certain i'm trying to just can't think how to describe difficulty <laughs> but it has like its own flavor of difficulty you know mm-hmm. um maybe you call it punishing i guess um and the other two things, I've listed lots of things now, um, are bosses. So have mm-hmm. like those big, grand, grandiose bosses, you know. Then I would say exploring. There's a definite exploring element to those oh, games. You have, you know, paths you could take. You go up the ladder, you keep going down this tunnel, things loop around on itself. So that exploratory level design is important too. I think I hit everything. Mine, Is that similar to yours, Ryan? It's much more vague, mine, I feel. <laughs> but you've okay. played more Souls-like games than I have, but I would say that it's... Difficulty is number one. Mm. But it's not... It's difficult in the way that you have to kind of, like, get used to the game's mechanics. Um, oh. And then... I would agree that it's more methodical combat, more pattern-based combat than anything. Um, But it's something that transfers to other parts of the game. So if you kind of learn this one difficult pattern, it kind of transfers to how you fight later on and things like that. But I think the main... 
I don't know. The main thing of it all is difficulty, I think, is what has been assigned to a Souls-like game. And so I think a lot of people... I remember when people were saying Cuphead was Souls-like at one point. <laughs> which I don't think really fits, but I think... They might have said it yeah. was like the Dark Souls of platformers or something like that. But, And I can kind of see where they're coming from because it is like memorizing boss patterns and... Like, it is difficult, but once you kind of get used to it, it's easier as you go on. Um, but I kind of I would say, feel real like... Quick, just yeah, to go, go off of that, um, I feel like that maybe the difficulty isn't coming from your character getting stronger so that you just hit things harder and then they die faster. It's more you as a player becoming more skilled and understanding how the game works, and that's how it becomes easier. Yeah. I would agree with that. But I also do think there's a large audience who thinks of a Souls like is only Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1 through 3, Sekiro, Bloodborne, and then maybe a few that I've missed. But those are like, they're all kind of similar, where it's a third person um, game and you're. Right. Like, I feel like I would say that, like, Hollow Knight is a Souls like Metroidvania. But I was gonna say that. Yeah, but I would I don't know. I think you could apply souls like to other things, but I think the core of it are the like main souls like games that people know and love. So yeah. let me go back there's to There's definitely my... been games oh, that ahead. like try to emulate what Dark Souls did, you know. There's uh Lords of the Fallen, I think. There's one that mm. came out as Mortal Shell. Uh Neo, Code Vein, Remnant the from the head. Ashes, God of War, Jedi Fallen Order, <laughs> yeah, Tetris, <laughs> Tetris. But, it's like that's the Dark Souls of puzzle games. <laughs> <laughs> so let me go back to my original question. Okay, why did Souls like become a genre? I would argue that nothing that Dark Souls did was wholly original. Like, difficulty has always been a thing in games. And, like, difficulty by having to learn patterns, that's a very platformer-like thing, actually. Yeah. Like, every platformer is, the difficulty is due to patterns. Um, but anyway, why did Souls, like, become a genre more than just a game to reference like why do we say it's souls like instead of it's like dark souls it is a very difficult question but i <laughs> i do think that it's unique enough and it's popular it became popular And I think a mixture of it being semi-unique, iterating on things that had been done before, but kind of making it... It does feel like a different thing to me. Um, and so I, I, I think it comes down to the socially agreed upon conventions <laughs> that I think there were enough people who 
had such a unique experience with it that I, I kind of feel like it became its own thing. And they sort of fine-tuned that with each new Souls-like game. But I don't have like um, a really articulate, like definitive answer as well. My simple answer to that would be that Dark Souls did... I think you're right, Paul. I didn't do anything like groundbreakingly do. Like if you break the game down, you know, it's individual elements and mechanics. Like nothing was really new there. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the most unique thing about it was the whole you drop your souls and you got to go back and get them kind of thing. Then if you die before you do that, they're just gone forever, you know? Um, I feel like that's the most, probably the most unique thing that did. And even if it wasn't the most unique thing, if some other game had done it before, Dark Souls or Demon Souls, I probably would say is, I would say Dark Souls, honestly, um, is the one that popularized it, you know, um, mm-hmm. brought it to the forefront. Um, but it's just, it took, you know, those individual elements of, you know, game design and blended it to felt unique, had its own special flavor then I think it became a genre when other games, when other studios started to, it wasn't just from software anymore, making those kinds of games, you know, Mm. um, other studios saw what they were doing and started emulating it, putting it and taking like the core of it, maybe putting its own little spin on it, you know? Um, right. It's, that's what it is. That's good. I, uh, the moment you said all those words, I agreed with them. <laughs> yeah, I really like, like the point of yeah. it becomes a genre when other people start making it or start imitating it specifically enough. Because, like, what would you take Dark Souls? No other, none of these other games. There's no Neo. There's no F- Lords of the Fallen. There's no code vein all these other games haven't come out yet there was like this futuristic sci-fi one i forget what it's called um none of those games it's just dark souls has come out okay how would you without the context of all those other games how would you define what genre is dark souls yeah i would call it action sure with rpg elements yeah yeah that but, had enough unique things that maybe didn't quite yeah. fit in that definition, you know? It's really like good when it's Ocarina just Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could you could compare it to that because I mean it has like it has the Z targeting from Ocarina of Time, you know? Like some of the combat almost feels a little bit like Zelda. Now, yeah. You can see where some of that stuff came from, but once you take all that stuff and put it together. Um, it fits lots of definitions, but not super well. And I feel like once other people started doing the same thing, it became a genre. Yeah. Does that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Like Cuphead, I would not categorize Cuphead as Souls like at all. It has bosses, but that's it. No. There's no exploring. There's, you know, none of that kind of thing. You just learn boss patterns. Hollow Knight, I think, much better fits that definition of being a Souls-like. 
but yeah, almost and more I guess, than almost more than a Metroidvania, to be honest, in my opinion. I was gonna say, but I guess calling Cuphead the Dark Souls of platformers makes sense because you're just calling out the difficulty in that. Yeah, particular but isn't that case. just saying that it's hard? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like that's a really kind of weird way to say that something's difficult. But it does describe like the level of difficulty or like the experience of the difficulty, like the frustrating, the like you're going to die over and over again um, because you have to learn something specific. Like it, it means something more than just it's hard. Yeah. But I guess it would depend on the context. Maybe I just, <laughs> I just feel like people started saying it's the Dark Souls of like yes. way too much, you know, and it got <laughs> praise got used way too much in like really poor context or it just uh, annoying. Yeah. So here, here's my other question. Why didn't we come up with a term for souls like? You know, like another new genre, maybe genre is battle royale. <laughs> and yeah. we came up with that term. Well, I guess that, I mean technically it already the existed. history of yeah. The term existed outside of games and we brought it into games. And and that's I mean, we don't call every battle royale a Fortnite like. Or a PUBG like. Um, so I, I guess uh, this might be too obvious of a question, but I've actually been calling him Fall Guys likes for a while. Fall Guys. Fall guys <laughs> uh, I guess I can, there's not an obvious term for souls like that you could just swap in there. Yeah. It's and, just too many small elements that go into it. Yeah. yeah. Would we argue flavor. the same about Metroidvania then? Yeah, I think, yeah, actually Metroidvania feels very similar, similar to me in that, I mean, it's actually exists inside a broader genre, like platformer, mm. but it's such a specific type of implementation of platformer that it merits specification yeah which i guess is the same with souls like where it's like it's an action adventure but it's such a specific breed of it trying to think of like i would yeah it just depends again on what you how you define metroidvania because i don't know platforming is very uh popular in a metroidvania but i don't know if i would consider it essential to be a metroidvania you know Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I I did hear people classify Jedi Fallen Order as a Metroidvania a lot of times. Metroidvania. Yeah, is it more about, like, access to areas? Yeah, you can't reach a place and have to figure out what item will get you there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what defines a Metroidvania. And that's what Metroid was. Yeah, that's one thing. The Metroidvania part of it becomes from more RPG elements from Castlevania. (laughs) 
is that where it comes from? Because I always kind of took issue with them. Like Metroid is first. Why don't we just call it Metroid likes? <laughs> and yeah, the first like... four Castlevanias were just, well, two wasn't, but most of them were just platformers. And then Symphony yeah, exactly. of the Night was the real Vania part of the Metroidvania. It's the, it's the like exploring the map and finding power ups to gain access to different parts of the map, but it's just one big giant map, you know? Yeah. I think that's kind of what Metroidvania but is. But it's not open world. Even though open world is also one big giant map. Yeah, but open world implies that the whole world is open to you from the beginning. Right. And there's maybe yeah. It's less about gates and more about like there's little tiny like maybe a building isn't available to you, but not the, yeah, not yeah. A, the whole location. The large majority of the map is just open from the get-go. Yeah, you can go anywhere. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm personally just interested in like the creation of genre names, um, like to see them happen and like what we decide they should be called. Um, one that's been really interesting for me to watch has been what I now I think we call an auto battler. I think that is the genre name for games yeah. like Auto Chess and um, Dota Team Underlord Tactics. Team fight tactics. Uh, it's like it's been interesting to watch. Like originally, the tag was just it's an auto chess game, but then auto chess was the specific title of the game, so we had to come up with something else. And auto battler kind of seemed to stick. And one that I think is still not totally settled is what do you call games like Borderlands, Division Two, Destiny Two? What is that genre? What do you guys call that? A uh, loot based? Something okay. to do with loot. I've heard a couple of I've terms. I've heard looter shooter before. Looter yeah. shooter. Looter shooter if is the one. If it's not I've... a shooter, yeah. If it's not a shooter, what do you call it? But I've yeah. also heard just like a first person shooter RPG, which is the broadest yeah. terms. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah think... I've heard looter shooter. Looter shooter is the one I've heard the most, but that one is is very much in flux. And actually, some people say shooter looter. Um. Anyway, I'm just that's, that's a part of video I've never game heard that. history. That's not real. That <laughs> well, I think we should definitively say it's a schluter. A schluter, just like a shmup. Yeah. <laughs> don't say shoot 'em up. It's a shmup. <laughs> uh. Final question. Beat him up I have. Is a up. Sorry. I Beam up. Final question. And then I, I do have a game that is also related to the topic. Um, and I know we're we're getting long here, so I'll try to move along. Uh, is is XCOM like a genre? No. No. I, Isn't that just a strategy yeah, game? Yeah, I just think it's a strategy game. I'm sure you could get into more a tactical so, strategy so game. Tactical. tactical strategy. 
Okay, good to know. What What was so, well, your why, argument? Why would you? Yeah. Yeah. What's an XCOM like? Is that just like uh, Mario Rabbit for forever? Phoenix Point, Weird West. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, what about Fire Emblem? So you're saying more of the cover yeah. shooter tactical strategy game? It's got cover <laughs> shooting. Well, I don't know. So I've seen people. I have seen people argue that XCOM was the birth of a genre and i've just been wondering like what is that genre and like mario rabbits is so obviously xcom specifically yeah mm. just haven't played a lot of xcom so i'm trying to think what their line of thinking is because in my yeah. experience it was the whole you have your units they're leveling up right don't they level up they um, do yeah but then you'll have like basically a bad role like They'll just get unlucky. They'll get shot and they die, and then they're just gone. There's permadeath, right? Right. Uh-huh. Is that what they're coming from? Because if that's the definition of an XCOM, like Fire Emblem did that first. Yeah, and I I haven't thought of the Fire Emblem angle on it. I think I could see the cover but it, okay. aspect of it, but same idea. Know. Like, is Fire Emblem like a genre? Like, or is that just turn-based tactics? But yeah, that's what turn-based tactics covers a lot of stuff that doesn't involve like grid movement. I would add strategy in there, a tactical strategy game. But tactical strategy game would include something like Desperados Three, which is not turn-based. A turn-based strategy game. A turn-based tactical, a turn-based tactical strategy game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, whatever the social mechanics say. on top of mechanics to make. <laughs> this is a great segue into the game. C plus. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so the game is. I have put many of the genres from the Wikipedia page into a randomized picker. And I'm going to give you just a mashup of two genres. And the goal is to name an existing game (laughs) that would fit that mashup. First person to name one gets the point. But if one cannot Um, be named. Yes. I make just like a super tangent real quick. Sure. It's real fast. It's just funny because like I live... F, <laughs> F minus. Um, like, I live with someone, a beautiful wife who does not play games, right? Mm-hmm. Just the genres that we have, like this video game lingo, this Jane Argon, makes it really hard for people outside of it to really understand anything. Yes. Just saying. If I told my wife, yeah, there's new games coming out. It's like, it's a Metroidvania. She's not going to know what the heck I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. If I say something like, it's a first person shooter, like she can, you know, okay, first person perspective, you shoot guns. <laughs> that makes sense, you know? But some of these like nitty gritty genres that people have, that we've come up with over the years. Like if I tell her it's a Souls like or it's a Souls Born, that's another one, a Souls like or Souls Born, by the way. Um, Metroidvanias, roguelike, roguelite, like based just, yeah. based on what you just said. Yeah, it's weird. I think uh, this is a good time to reveal a lesson everyone should learn from this. If someone's way into a thing 
don't get them a present related to that thing unless they tell you specifically <laughs> what it is because yeah, yeah. they know way too much about it and have very specific tastes. Very true. Anyway, that's my super tangent. That's my <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. I just really felt the need to say that. Yeah, it's a good no problem. I just think it's, it's silly. That's all. And I think it's the same with any, like, creative you know uh, medium like i bet music people are waiting to music can name you very specific genres that wouldn't mean anything to a regular joe well here's my real life example someone saw all of my batman comics and knew that i liked puzzles so they got me a puzzle based on the movie batman versus superman (laughs) <laughs> which any true Batman fan would know is not a good movie. <laughs> yes. Part was in the right place. Yes. Right? It was. <laughs> and it was very thoughtful. Thank you. All right. I'm ready to no. play the game. Okay. Let's okay, do it. Let's, yeah. Here are your... Your first two categories, and I don't know how long we're playing this. I guess as we'll do five. Want. We'll we'll do five rounds, and then we'll see how how much more we want to do. Okay. Okay. Um, your first category: a sandbox. Second category: sandbox roguelike. What? <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of any games that are a sandbox roguelike? Those are like, I feel like this is the most polar opposite genre <laughs> you could have come up with. That's funny. It's not me. It's the randomizer. Uh, what would that even be? <laughs> is it a roguelike with a K or a roguelite? It's it's uh, it's really? with a K, but yeah. All right. But in this case, okay. Okay. I got it. Okay, you got it. Minecraft. That's what I okay. was going to say. Yeah, that actually fits. I feel like that's the closest thing you can get. The only problem with it is when you die, there's not the procedural generated world every time you die. Yeah. It definitely okay, So the answer the is best. hardcore Minecraft. Minecraft in hardcore <laughs> mode. That's the what only about answer. Don't starve. I was, I was actually kind of thinking about that too. Happens when you die and don't starve, though. Don't you You start from the beginning? Start over. I don't know. I think it's procedurally generated too. It is procedurally generated. I just don't remember if that that happens every time you die. I only played it once, and I didn't understand what was happening, and I died from like this weird shadow thing. I was like, "What?" And I never played it again. There's also a game called Crashlands, which is like sci-fi. Don't starve. That I think would fit. Anyway, great. Um, Ryan got the point there, I think. You said Minecraft, right? Are we going, it's whoever says it first? Sure, yeah. Okay. You have to accept the answer? We have to all agree (laughs) that it fits. Okay, okay. (laughs) But you can't use that to just take the other player. (laughs) Uh, Honor system. Anyway, okay, here we go. New mix. A card game puzzle game. <laughs> uh, 
Card game, puzzle game. Yeah. This is very. Uh, the what's it called? Tet the Tetra mini game from Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> <laughs> I've never That's played strange. it, so we all agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> describe it. How does it work? Um, it's it's similar to like uh, Shovel Knight, King of Cards. <laughs> it's that kind of card game. You're like playing. You play. You have your deck of cards, and you're playing them on a grid. You have to puzzle out where to put it in order to put yourself. <laughs> it's more of like a strategy game. It's not puzzle. I'm trying to think. Card game, puzzle game. I, I guarantee. <laughs> Little guarantee blocks are basically like imagine they're cards. Yeah. You're drawing them from a deck, and then you have to figure out how they fit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guarantee there's a game that fits this. Yeah, I I feel like what what about this? Solitaire. Oh yeah, I yeah, I could see it. I can see <laughs> it. Well, okay, where does the define the puzzle part for me? You have to figure out how to arrange the cards in the correct way to get them in order by suit. Do you have a, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's like a solution to the puzzle. You have to figure yeah, out yeah. to accomplish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. Okay. We'll, we'll give it to <laughs> Okay. Here we go. Round three. An open world tower defense game. <laughs> Oh. Uh, Starcraft. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. You can, yeah. you can build. You have your base, and you can build your uh, yeah towers to defend your base. But well, it's, it's not because you can go wherever, and then other people come attack you. But you have to defend it with your towers. But it's not open world in the sense that the whole game takes place on the same map. Like there are definitely different maps in Starcraft. Okay, okay. fair enough. But actually, well, Assassin's isn't Tower... Creed, Assassin's Creed, uh, not Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed Revelations, I think, had like a tower defense minigame in it. <laughs> okay, okay. That's the <laughs> closest close we got so far. That doesn't count. <laughs> what about like the Orcs Must Die series? Those aren't like open world, though, are they? I don't know much about those. It's just it's described as action tower defense, but it's like whoever's listening. I hope we have like a aspiring game developer listening, and they're like, "Open world tower defense. That's a great idea." <laughs> you know? so when I'm you're just... being interviewed by IGN or something, where'd you get the idea to put together these two genres? Like, oh, I was listening to this podcast called Chance Time. We deserve a shout out. You know. I feel like it'll be the opposite. They'll be like, I thought of it myself. I, of it myself. <laughs> I didn't hear it from a terrible podcast. <laughs> I didn't hear it from some <laughs> random generic podcast about video games we talked about. 
so I just Googled open world tower defense and I got Eden Rising open world tower defense. First, and then another one, first look at Hypernova Escape open world tower defense game. Night of the Dead open world zombie survival tower defense. There you go. So it's been done, I guess. Wow. Uh, so I guess no point awarded there. We <laughs> cannot come up with one. <laughs> um, okay, round four. Oh, a card game again. Card game survival horror. Funny thing about all of these is I feel like there's definitely a game that fits that. You know, that's that sounds like a right a, a plausible video game. Uh, the Kickstarter for the Dark Souls card game that <laughs> Curtis told me about today. <laughs> Is that not a card game though? Like a physical card game? Not you can download game. the. You could probably find it in Tabletop Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think. What is the name of that game? The like Arkham Horror, the card game. Was there a digital version of that? Probably. I have no idea. But I haven't played it. Oh, I've got it. Clubhouse Games from Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> survival horror yeah those little toy guys that explain the games to you are scary they are scary they're a little creepy <laughs> creepy doll creepy little dolls imagine if you're like favorite board game the uh, uh what do you call it the miniatures came to life that'd be cool but also scary yeah be like there those was... uh army guys <laughs> there was a game I played on my phone like seven years ago that was like defend yourself from the zombies coming um, but it was like a card game on my phone but the idea was you had to defend yourself from like waves of zombies I don't remember the name of it hmm. but that kind of fits this yeah that kind of does alright I'm going to pass though I won't be able to think of anything yeah I yeah. got nothing we're, we're throwing that round out. Okay, here we someone go. Someone make that game, though. Someone make that game. Yeah, someone, yeah. It was, could be cool. This is, this is all gold. Okay, you ready? Battle Royale. Sandbox. Fortnite. Yeah, that that probably... Yeah. You win. Right. Okay, yeah, Curtis gets good. the point. He's <laughs> got the crafting and building. <laughs> all right. A rhythm Metroidvania. Oh. <laughs> sounds like it should be a thing. It sounds like it should be a thing. I, I know this doesn't count, but I'm going to say it anyways. Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's close. But I don't really feel like it's got the Metroidvania. Yeah. 
That's a good, that's close though. Cadence of Hyrule probably gets closer, but I know you don't have to do, you can basically do any dungeon in any order you want, I think. You don't get any items though to gain access to anywhere else. You do. I, I can't remember. I might be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure it's only ba- the items are only useful based on the area you're in. So like they're basically dungeon items and don't really get you access to the next dungeon. They just kind of give you the way to beat the dungeon. But it's been a while, so I can't quite remember. It's kind of got that classic Zelda formula. That's pretty close to Metroidvania sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I wouldn't give it to myself. <laughs> All right, I'd say give it to you. I don't, I don't think we're going to get anything closer. All right. But I well, want Ryan a to point. read the Metroidvania game. Someone make on it. Itch, on itch.io, there are five games tagged with both Rhythm and Metroidvania, including oh, okay. Resonance, Rhythm and You, Rhythmic RPG with a completely unique battle system. So it's been tried. It's been tried. Hmm. Okay, next round. A visual novel survival game. That's got to be a thing. Yeah. I just don't know the visual novel very well, but I bet there's tons visual actually. Visual novel survival. Oh, WandaVision the game. <laughs> WandaVision <laughs> the game, yeah. It's survival it. horror, it. but it's survival. Like, would. Sorry, I don't. I'm ruining my own game. You guys don't have an answer, right? <laughs> Not off the top of my head, no. I mean, does Doki Doki Literature Club count? A game that I know very little about? I. I this, it's survival not survival, elements? though. It's yeah, just kind of horror. Does it. I guess it. I guess you could mix those two. I was going to ask if. If it leaves the visual novel, if you add add the survival mechanics, but I don't think that's true. Uh, I'm thinking, like, what about Telltale's The Walking Dead? I know it's not quite a visual (laughs) novel, but it shares a lot with that genre. Yeah. And there's definitely, like parts of that game that are about survival like getting enough resources for your crew i don't think it counts though but it has elements i think that's as close as we're gonna get again (laughs) okay next round an action sandbox oh come on uh PUBG. Uh, it's sandbox. I don't think GTA. Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah. I guess what defines a sandbox game for you guys? Uh, something. It's that's a Legend hard one. Of Zelda: Breath of the Wilds. Yeah. Is, is, is it a sandbox game? Okay, I feel like sandbox is like when they just give you the tools and then you can just kind of play with them and figure out. What happens with them? Right. 
Okay, sandbox like RPG. The physics-based things you can do in Breath of the Wild. I feel like. What was the other one though? Sandbox what? Action. Action. I feel like Breath of the Wild and Grand Theft Auto kind of fit. Yeah. I so... feel like Breath of the Wild is an action game with sandbox elements, we could say. Yeah. Sandbox, I feel is like yeah, the game has like the rules and then you poke at the rules to push things, you know. See what you can get the game to do. Now I'd argue people like speed running and doing those weird tricks to get off the plateau and all that kind of stuff or you know. You can approach problems from different angles to solve them with different solutions. Yeah. Did okay. the podcast just end? Uh, <laughs> because one more of, round? Because of the large silence that was there. That's what I was referring to. Um, yes, one more round. Let's do it. One more round. How many more do you got? I could do more than one. Oh, I mean, I just have like 25 John Rez in the mix and then oh, okay. just letting them mix. So. Yeah. <laughs> you just one, hit the random button. One more is fine. Yeah. Okay. An RPG Metroidvania. A Hollow Knight. I mean, everything's an RPG, so yeah, I think you win. <laughs> yeah. More interesting uh, to me, turn-based Castlevania, RPG. Castlevania, uh, Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, I think is a better fit, actually. Circle of the Moon, all those ones. A turn-based RPG, Metroidvania? Could it be done? I'm sure it could. I mean, if Metroidvania is defined by, like, access to areas and, like, looping back through the world, then, yes, it seems like it definitely could be done. Like Paper Mario. Yeah, I think that that could fit. You get, like, Uh, okay, you get a hammer and then you can break a block to go somewhere else. I haven't played Paper Mario in so long. Okay, well, that's it. That's the game. Um, that was great. Ryan, Ryan, you win. Well, Three to two. Paul, did you get points for everyone we couldn't <laughs> guess? <laughs> no, I did not. Okay. Every time you stumped us, you hit a, <laughs> a point. Is but, there uh, penalties? Did I lose any points? No. This, no, no penalties. This is a... This isn't the Dark Souls of made-up podcast games. <laughs> I wonder. I like if... that game though. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if anything could be the something of Dark Souls, like the Tetris of Dark Souls. <laughs> if it works, put it. What would that hand. even mean? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> you can have the Dark Souls of something, but can you have the something of right. Dark Souls? Uh, the pilot wings of Dark Souls. But the second element in that phrase is a genre, so you'd have to sw- switch it. It's like yeah, the the, the wings pilot of Dark Souls, <laughs> or the wings pilot of Souls Dark. Uh, 
<laughs> I really want someone to make a game and call it Souls Dark and have it just be a Dark Souls like. <laughs> Cool. Uh, anyway, that's it. That's our Before show. Souls Dark. <laughs> Souls Dark coming from random podcast listener to a video game console near you. <laughs> so I think in summary, genres aren't real, and the more you examine them, the less useful they become. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So... There you go, kids. We Nothing is lot. real. This You're is, welcome. Everything's made up. <laughs> this is more informative than any episode of Sesame Street I ever watched. <laughs> well, thanks for coming to see the Dark Souls of James. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to the podcast of Dark Souls. Dark Souls of Podcast. <laughs> Both are probably true. True. Okay, bye. Bye. Goodbye. Okay,